Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Yeah, the answer is blowing in the wind, but the people in Northern California and Southern California, in fact, anyone would elect Pelosi and Feinstein for 200 years, it doesn't matter if God came down, if Jesus returned, and Jesus said they are incompetent, they're corrupt, they don't represent the people, they'd vote for them anyway, welcome to the Savage Nation. Two main topics. One, uh, the fact that California is burning both Northern and Southern California. If I were a preacher, I would be saying this is God's wrath. But I'm not a preacher, and I'm not sure it isn't God's wrath. On the other hand, I can't say it is God's wrath, because I don't know what God thinks. I do know this. A lot of innocent people in this state are without electrical power. Four million people without power because of the morons who run the state. Don't blame PG&E. That's very convenient to blame the electric company. Blame the asses who run the state. Blame the doofus governor who doesn't know what the hell he is doing. I'll tell you. They could have built fire breaks. Everyone knows what a fire break is. There's fire break science. Fire breaks were not permitted because of the stupid idiots who don't want to harm the titmouse and don't want to hurt the cockroach laying under, underneath the rubble of the, of the leaf. California's burning. Pelosi, Feinstein busy impeaching. They can't keep the lights on. Invisible non-representatives. Tell me who they represent in Congress. Does anyone know? They don't represent me. I have no representation. This morning, I saw the hair-gelled governor, my good friend Gavin Newsom out there in a shelter somewhere in Northern California, and he had the nerve to say this. Here's what he said, Gavin Newsom. He said, if you're undocumented, don't be afraid to go to the shelters. We'll take care of you. I really got pissed off. I really got pissed off. Again, he has his priorities upside down. But then again, if it wasn't for the quote undocumented, would he be governor? Would Feinstein be a senator for the last 200 years? Would Pelosi be able to get away with the rubbish she gets away with if it wasn't for the illegal voters? This is a government not of the people, by the people, and for the people in California. It's a government, well, you fill it in. I don't have the time nor the patience. I'm also going to talk about the remarkable victory that Trump achieved over the weekend of killing the head cockroach of ISIS. Don't downplay it. Now, what if, let us say, Obama was president and they killed the head of ISIS? Why they would be raising flags. Maybe they'd be green flags. Maybe they'd be other flags. But the flags would be flying everywhere in liberal establishments. But what the vermin said about this is so shocking that you need to understand that when I said to you the enemy within is active here in this country in the Democrat liberal establishment, I have never seen better evidence of it than the way they're reacting to Trump killing al-Baghdadi. I'm going to read you two tweets. You're not going to believe this. This is in the United States. Washington Post, here's their report after Trump kills the head of the most vicious group since Adolf Hitler's uh, uh, Einsatzgruppen. Remember what ISIS was. They weren't religious scholars. They were bloodthirsty, cold-hearted murderers. Remember them setting people on fire while they were alive? Remember them putting them in cages and burning them alive in cages? Remember the reports of them raping young girls throughout the Middle East? Christians, Jews, 
Zahedes. You forgot all of that, didn't you, because of your friends, the perverts in the media. Here is what the Washington Post said about this victory for humanity. Washington Post obituaries. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at the helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. I am not making that up. That's, that's Bezos's Washington Post. Austere religious scholar dies at 48. Not to be outdone by psychosis was the New York Times. Here is their obituary for this vermin. Leader's death will damage ISIS but not destroy it. Now, you understand when I say the enemy within. You understand when I say that they're psychotic. I may be wrong. They're not psychotic. They're playing for the other team. New York Times says leader's death will damage ISIS but not destroy it. And here's Bloomberg Politics, another mouthpiece for the psychos. Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi transformed himself from a little-known teacher of Quranic recitation into the self-proclaimed ruler of an entity that covered swaths of Syria and Iraq. That's the best they can do without reporting what he unleashed on the world? I rest my case. Anyone who doesn't understand what I'm saying, please turn this show off right now because it's going to get hotter before it gets colder. I am on fire right now. I've had to leave my home. I have no power in my home. I had to flee into San Francisco where the air is almost unbreathable. People are walking around and, oh, yeah, we have electricity in the city. That's how I'm able to broadcast. But there's for 40 or 50, 40 miles north of San Francisco, there's no power. People's houses have burnt down. Thousands of acres are on fire. Where is the governor giving a crybaby speech up there about PG&E? No, my friends, it's mismanagement by the state forestry department. This happened two years ago. It happened before that. They could have built fire breaks. Look up what a fire break is. The fire breaks would have stopped the fire. Instead, Mr. Hairgel is up there attacking PG&E. This is the end of his political career. Mr. Beautiful. Mr. Beautiful with the hair gel thought he'd be president. He thought he could hoodwink the American people by selling LGBTQ, illegal aliens, global warming. Well, no, Mr. Hair Gel, your career is over. People are without power. They're not going to take your smiley face anymore. This is such B crap. I can't take it anymore. I'm living in the worst state in the United States of America, most mismanaged and most corrupt. That's the beginning of the show. There's a lot more to come. The phone number here is 855-407-282. Let me go back a few uh, hours here and see what I posted. And remember this line, take it home. On October 26th, when the fire started, I said, Dems cannot even keep the lights on. Power off to nearly 1 million. It's now 4 million in Northern California. Where are Pelosi, Feinstein, and Newsom? Well, Hairgel's giving a speech right now. The firemen are being burned alive, some of them, hands catching fire. They're coming from as far away as Washington, Oregon, Nevada. God bless them all. God bless the firemen. And I wish the governor would just shut his damn mouth. Maybe mouth maybe ought to leave the state for what he's done to this country and the state with his crap. But I want to talk about both of these stories. They're not interconnected at all. Trump is the commander in chief. He had Delta Force track down this pile of human trash in a dirty nightshirt, this filthy piece of garbage, this Muslim piece of crap, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Don't tell me he's not a Muslim. That's all he preached was Islam. And he said, Islam said, kill the infidel. Islam said, rape the infidel. Islam said, burn the infidel alive. Don't tell me it's not Islam, you liars, you. How much crap can we take? How much crap can we take in our brains from the lying vermin in the media? 
The whole rape and pillage of the Middle East was based upon Islamic teaching. Do you understand that? When are you going to understand it? Never. Never. This country is finished. It is destroyed. Here you have the governor of the state of California. The state is burning. Northern California is burning. Southern California is burning. And Mr. Hagel is giving a smiley speech blaming PG&E, the power company. Oh, I'm sure there's some uh, blame to be laid at the foot of PG&E. But let's talk about the infrastructure being 40 and 50 years old. Why is the infrastructure so old in California? Where do the billions and trillions of dollars go, uh, Miss Feinstein? You know where it goes? Pensions and illegal alien services. That's where it goes. It's, you think there's no money to fix these things? The money is being stolen for illegitimate purposes. Social services for illegal aliens? Food, clothing, housing? Are you joking? If it was me and I were the governor right now, I would give the illegal aliens one hour to come out in the streets and volunteer for the, to put out the fires. I throw them out of the state when the fires are over. I'll tell you what, we're going to give you amnesty. You go up on the fire line right now, and we will grant you amnesty in the state. If you do not report and work on that fire line, when this is over, we're going to deport you. That's what I would do if I were governor, not give a hail gel speech. But I'm not governor. I'm only a talk show host. But boy, do I know what's going on. I'm in ground zero for insanity and criminality. 66,000 acres burned in one fire. And it's only 5% contained. 66,000 acres have burned. It's only 5% contained. In Southern California, the fire is raging down the hills from the Getty Center. It's approaching the 405. If it jumps the 405, it hits UCLA. It burns into the Sunset Boulevard area. And what's the governor doing? Mr. Hagel is giving a smiley speech. Feinstein is hiding somewhere. A Pelosi is hiding somewhere, planning and plotting her next attack on the president of the United States of America. Never before in American history has this country been so screwed up. At least it's being functional on the federal level. And yet, here's the president, as I said to you a few minutes ago, the commander-in-chief oversees the Delta Force team that hunts down this piece of crap in a dirty nightshirt who unleashed a rape epidemic across the Middle East. Do you know what Pelosi had the nerve to say? Trump told Russia about the Baghdadi raid before congressional leaders. You know why he did, Nancy? Because you're unreliable. Because you're working for the other team. I wouldn't have shared anything with you with that piece of garbage shift. You probably would have called up Baghdadi's people and told them the raid was coming. In fact, if I were in a good mood, I'd put on a parody of an imaginary call between Adam Shiftless and Baghdadi the minute he heard about the Delta forces on the way, he probably would have offered a free one-way ticket to Los Angeles to get him out of harm's way. Okay, that's my opening. If you've got anything to say about the fires, how you're suffering and you want America to know, I got callers coming in now from all over the place. I have had no power in my houses for two days. Uh, I have fled to San Francisco, believe it or not, where I'm broadcasting from. But my family is in Marin County without power. My dogs are in Marin County without power. That means no electricity. Thank God the water still flushes, Gavin Newsom. Do you realize that there's never been a power outage of this magnitude even in Venezuela? How long have we told you this country and the state would become like Venezuela? Even in Venezuela, they can keep the lights on. But here, 
The lights are off for over 4 million people. Never forget why. Democrats can't even keep the lights on. Michael Savage, a host like no other. How many times have I told you that emergency strike without warning? Look what's going on in California right now. No electricity to 4 million people. Can you believe this? Oh, you're all surprised when the, when the electricity goes out or gets turned off by the power company or when the stock market crashes. Certainly with earthquakes, there's zero warning. Things happen that you just don't expect. And when it's breaking news, it's too late for you to prepare. Then you're going to be in a panic. I'm telling you to act while things are calm. Here in California, it's not calm. Ask yourself, could you feed yourself for several weeks with the food you have at home at this very moment? I doubt it without electricity. If not, it's time to build an emergency food supply. I have told you to use my Patriot Supply, and you should also. A two-week food kit gets you started. This week, save $70 on these food kits when you go to my special website, preparewithsavage.com. 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 These food kits include meals that last up to 25 years without refrigeration. They arrive fast with guaranteed two-day delivery to your door. Those that know what's coming are using today to prepare. You prepare. Go to preparewithsavage.com. Do it now. Go to preparewithsavage.com. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Last night was a great night for the United States and for the world. A brutal killer, one who has caused so much hardship and death, has violently been eliminated. He will never again harm another innocent man, woman, or child. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. God bless America. Great commander-in-chief. And yet, the lying, cheating, stealing, rotten, stinking Democrat congressman are saying, oh, he told Russia about the raid, but he didn't tell us. You would have told Adam Schiff or Pelosi about the raid beforehand. They would have picked up a phone and called Baghdadi's people and told them to, to hide somewhere. Are you joking? Of course he called Russia, you stupid idiots. Russia's controlling the area, you morons. He had to tell Russia that our men were going in so they didn't get killed, you stupid jerks, you. Can't you stop your hatred? Pelosi, shut up! She gets up there, this rotten, stinking, corrupt rot, rot from the toes to the head, and goes on a TV show and says, Trump told Russia about the raid, but he didn't tell us. Now they're making that an issue. Now you understand what I mean by the enemy within, don't you? You finally figured it out. But it's not limited to that. The fires caused by the enemy within. I'll give you an example on a micro level. Cross the bridge from San Francisco. There's a little sleepy town called Mill Valley. It's ground zero for stupid liberalism. Self-righteous, swarmy liberals who think they know everything. So the town puts out law, a reasonable solution to stop fires a while ago, cutting back brush, making houses cut back brush, cut down certain trees. A group of left-wing radical morons from Mill Valley, know nothing idiots, 
are suing the city of Mill Valley, California to prevent them from clearing brush because it may harm some wildlife, meaning a, a mouse or a, or a cockroach that lives in the dirt. This is the world that you are living in. This is the world you're living in. On the way to the studio this morning, I took a walk around downtown San Francisco. I saw a lot of people hustling and bustling going to work. All races hustling to work. And then I pass a park and I see bums sitting, basking in the sunlight after sleeping all night. Sitting there with their faces open to the sun. Enjoying the sun. I felt like going up. I wouldn't do it because I'd get killed. You know what I would do with them? I'd round them up and put them into, on the front lines of the fires. That's what I would do. You go, here, here's a hose, Johnson. Go out there, and you're going to work. What are you letting bums sit in a park for, I say to myself. I'm working, and this piece of garbage isn't. This human rat is sitting there enjoying the sunlight, and I got to hustle over to the studio. I'm sweating from head to toe here. It's a society upside down ruled by the insane. Ruled by the insane, so we have a sane president, a good president. He comes along. We voted for him. He didn't steal the election. We voted for him. And they spend every waking minute trying to defame him and destroy him and steal the vote. This is the world we're living in. You say there's going to be a civil war? There is a civil war. They started it. They started this civil war. Now California's burning. What could Governor Newsom have done other than cater to the illegal aliens for the last uh, number of months that he's been in power? Do you see the bills he passed? 800 bills the moron passed. 800 laws. Road kill, this kill, that kill, illegal alien bill, that bill. Nothing about preventing fires. Now the state's burning and he's got a new, a, new, a new haircut for the day. And he's out there telling us that he's in charge. Everything's under control. No, no, they could have cut fire breaks. Study fire break science. That's a gap in vegetation or material that would catch fire. And it stops the progress of a wildfire. And the fuel that is between the fire breaks doesn't burn. So you remove deadwood. You cut out undergrowth down to mineral soil. This is what has been known for centuries, fire breaks. Camp Pendleton, California, the military has fire breaks around their base, but not anywhere else in, state, in, in the state of California. The late great state is on fire, and it wasn't caused by climate change. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time, with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Eleven young children were moved out of the house and are uninjured. They'll grow up to the be only ones anyway. remaining. Their brains are already washed by that Daddy in the tunnel. Sent him to San Francisco. And he had dragged three of his young with children welcome. with him. Young children, young terrorists. They were led to certain death. I give a. I care about the children of this terrorist. Like saying Hitler had children. What do you think they're going to grow up to be? Unbelievable. I, I now I'm supposed to care about the multiple wives this human trash had. And the multiple brainwashed Muslim killers that he raised? Are you joking? See, he died whimpering and crying. I wish he'd released that tape. Sat there with his filthy nightshirt for years with the machine gun behind him, the AK, with the holy robe on, with the filthy nightshirt. May the infidel go rape. It's a good rape. Go rape. 
We had years we had to put up with this filth. I kept asking, how did they not get him? I finally figured out how this happened. In my wisdom, I figured out how this suddenly happened. Remember we withdrew from Syria so suddenly? Remember how pissed off I was? The abrupt withdrawal? Turkey gave him up. Trump got so much heat from that withdrawal that he went back to, this is my guess now, he went back to whoever the head of Turkey is, I forget, I'm sorry, Erdogan, and they probably said, you got to give us something now because I got a little political heat to deal with, even amongst my own side. Give me something. Give me a victory. And they, they, they gave Baghdadi's whereabouts. That's my opinion. Listen, Turkey's been supporting ISIS for a very long time. And uh, Turkey gave valuable information, and that's how they tracked down this pile of trash. They caught him. They caught him. And instead of giving up, like the great leader he is, they call him a religious leader at the New York Times. The great religious leader didn't surrender, did he, and take a job at uh, Harvard. Oh, probably could have got a tenured position at Harvard or at Berkeley. Maybe at the Washington uh, uh, Times. I mean, Washington Post. He could have become an an op-ed writer. So he blew himself up, and unfortunately... I'm not going to say his children died with him. 11 children he had, you hear? They could come here as illegal aliens. They do very well. He had 11 children. Three of them died when he set off his suicide vest. I could care less about them. What hurts my heart is that the dog that tracked this piece of human trash down in the tunnel got injured, very seriously injured. No U.S. forces were killed in the Saturday evening raid that led to the death of this pile of human trash. But one military dog suffered very severe injuries. The name and breed of the dog remain unknown. He chased Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi into the tunnel and cornered him. The dog cornered him. And you know how much Muslims love dogs, don't you? Dogs' injuries are very serious. This dog is a war veteran, and a valued member of the team said a currently serving soldier assigned to Delta Force told the Wash Examiner. Now, here's what I want to tell you about the dog. Special forces revere their dogs so much that they hold a command position, meaning a, a, uh, what do you call it, a designation higher than that of the officer who controls the dog. Did you know that? I didn't know. It's it's astounding. And they said that the injury to the dog is an injury to to one of us. In this counterinsurgency and counterterrorism war that they're fighting, the dogs are used by the military's most elite units. And the dogs are elite themselves. They're handpicked to serve in units like Delta, Army Rangers, Navy SEALs. You may remember, maybe not remember, May of 2011, Navy SEALs captured Osama bin Laden. He was, there was a Belgian Malinois dog called Cairo who uh, flew into Pakistan on a Black Hawk. And the dog named Cairo went in with four SEALs. The dog helped bring him down. They attacked the enemy. They know bomb sniffing. They're the first into the breach in a fight. Very significant to special ops. Did you know, and I didn't know this, the dog holds one rank higher than who's handling them because that's how valued they are as a team member. I, I almost broke into tears when I read that. I did, you know, I love dogs. I have a weakness for them. They're so good. The dog holds one rank higher than who's handling them because that's how valued they are as a team member. There's such loyalty to these animals amongst the toughest, smartest, bravest men on earth. They look up to their dogs. 
There's only one religion on earth that hates dogs. I don't even have to tell you which one it is. By the way, just a little housekeeping note here. Um, the event is on tomorrow night in San Francisco in the secret location. For those of you who have been lucky enough to get the 80, 90, 100 tickets, seats that were in that dining room, the rest of you can sign on to SavageNationLive.com and you'll be able to download a downloadable version on your iPhone or computer by, I think, Friday. I have it very well planned. I've written it very carefully. But with the breaking news, it's probably going to change. Uh, the event that I'm going to do will be a different one than I would have done before the fires and before the capture of this piece of garbage. But it's going to be a great night. That's all I can say Tuesday night. I'm very, very much looking forward to it. And it is going on. Those of you, I know many of you are coming from the wine country. The wine country Marines have a division up there. And I met them, great guys. They probably are without power and have probably lost their houses. I don't even know if they're able to listen to the show. But I will be up there, God willing. I will be up there. So my theory is this, is that Erdogan of Turkey gave up the ISIS leader to Trump and trade for the troop withdrawal. That's my guess. You haven't read it anywhere. No, I don't make $12 million a year on CNN for dispensing propaganda and hatred for, for America. I make a good enough living, but I'm not in this for the money. I'm in this for one reason, because it matters. The French call it a raison d'etre, a reason to live, and boy, do I have a reason to live. My reason to live is what you're hearing on this show every day. This is my reason to live. Raison d'etre. You can't live without it. Otherwise, you wind up an old white guy with a golf club. Or you wind up an old white guy watching your sprinklers go back and forth on your lawn. That's why there were still lawns. Or you wind up an old white guy going to Provence and getting drunk on bad, cheap French wine. Or you wind up an old white guy boasting about your latest trip to Nowhereville, doing nothing with Millie. I have no idea why they travel. They take themselves with them. They do the very same thing they left behind. I don't want to wind up that guy. So the state is burning, north and south. I was going to flee to the Southern California. I have a house down there. I can't go there. As I said to you, the 405 is about to be engulfed in flames near the Getty Center. If the flames jump to 405 and UCLA burns and it hits Sunset Boulevard, Beverly Hills will catch fire. Can you imagine what will happen to all the Marvins in the movie business if one of their burning bushes actually caught fire? Yeah, all the Marvins of L.A. who ran away from the burning bush. Let's pray the burning bush doesn't come to them. Those who mock the burning bush, those who mock Moses, should wake up because God is barking at them. God is barking at them. Boy, is there a lot going on in the world right now. I want to play another clip of our great president hunting down through Delta Force, probably the worst and most dangerous piece of human trash on the planet, I would say since Hitler. And um, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi continued to give his speeches. Did you notice he did something with his finger, al-Baghdadi? He used that finger, that pointing finger, that Muslim pointing finger thing. You know who else does it? Bernie Sanders. I put two and two together. I said, what do you mean? What's with the finger when they give you the lecture with the finger? What is that? I feel like biting their finger off or smacking their finger. What, what's the finger? I don't like people who talk to me with the finger. He gives the finger... The, uh, the, the big lecture, the, the Muslim scholarly finger job, like, oh, the finger, always the finger, always pointing. Bernie Sanders does the same thing. His cousin, Bernie, 
His cousin Bernie gives the finger too to everyone. Like what he says is religious, you understand? The pointing is like it's coming from God. Out of the religious schools, they do that to brainwash the young boys. I don't like one part of the whole raid, which is that any of his multiple wives and children escaped alive. That's the one part I don't like. Multi-purpose canines, usually German Shepherds or Belgian Malinois. But we don't know which type did this. We don't know which type chased down this. He, he got really injured, the dog, because the bum blew himself up, collapsed the tunnel on himself and his children. He's such a brave man. He killed his own wives and children in the tunnel. The, the holy man. Yep, the holy man blew himself up and his wives and children. He didn't have the guts to face justice for what he's done to the world. Napa, Judy, line one, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hello, um, Michael. I have no power since Saturday, and they may not even turn it on. And I stayed in Napa with my friend. And my big concern is I have to look gorgeous tomorrow for the Michael Savage dinner. <laughs> well, how are you going to get there? I mean, the highway's open, but what are you doing for, for charging your phone and stuff? Well, I, I, it's in my car. I charge it in my car, and I stay. Okay, right. I had to do that for a day. I had to go in my car. And people don't understand what's going on in Northern California right now. Four million people are without power. That means no electricity. That means all the food is ruined in refrigerators. That means every small restaurant owner is now suffering tens of thousands of dollars in losses. I have a friend who owns a small business. You know what kind of food they have to throw away from this? Governor Newsom? I bought a lot of food Friday night or Friday afternoon, and then I got the text that they're turning the power off Saturday, and I didn't have time to go to take the food to somebody with power because I was going to an event in in uh, North Beach, and then I was dealing with my friend in the hospital. All right, well, so your food is all ruined, right? It's all ruined, thanks to Gavin Newsom and Jerry Brown and Nancy Pelosi and all those maniacs. Yeah, that's right. the de- here, just remember one line. Here's the one line to remember right through the next election. Democrats can't even keep the power on. That's all people in California have to remember. That's the mantra. Democrats can't even keep the lights on. How's that? The nurse, I spoke. Now, so you're going to be at the event, Judy, when you're there. Hold your hand up when I mention the fire. Uh, at the uh, Savage events, life as a conservative in liberal San Francisco, it doesn't get any clearer right now than what we're facing of how they're not managing this fire, how they didn't manage the forests, how they sat with their fingers in a pie instead of preparing for the next fire. This happened two years ago, remember, in the wine country? Two years ago. And Newsom did nothing. He had the forestry service do nothing. He let the wood get drier and drier. He didn't clean out the brush because they were afraid that they would violate the the spotted owl's breeding ground or the mouse, the field mouse, likes the tinder. This is how psychotic these people are. Judy, you know that, don't you? Oh, I know. My friends. uh All right. I'll see you Tuesday night at Savage Live. And anyone who wants to get the video, you better sign up at SavageNationLive.com. Robert, is that the correct address? Yes? SavageNationLive.com to get the video of it on Friday and for 30 days. Thank you for calling. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. He reached the end of the tunnel as our dogs chased him down. He ignited his vest, killing himself and the three children. His body was mutilated by the blast 
The tunnel had caved in on it, in addition. But test results gave certain immediate and totally positive identification. It was him. The world has lost one of its most horrendous human beings. And I read to you the eulogies that the New York Times, the Washington Post, and some other psychotic liberal papers gave to this man who unleashed a rape, a rape epidemic across the Middle East. I also want to talk about the fires because it's the state's fault that they're raging out of control. Remember this line if you remember nothing from this show and you heard it from me. When you want to discuss this with friends, don't give a whole speech. Just say, hey, you know what? The Democrats can't even keep the lights on. Say that to them. They'll get the message of what they have done in this state. The Democrats can't even keep the lights on. For those of you who are attending my event tomorrow night, it is on in San Francisco. For those of you who want to download the app, I mean, actually, the the event, it's SavageNationLive.com. You can sign up there. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Just remember, after these fires are over, and you know what's going on, and you know it's a result of mismanagement by the liberals who cannot run anything, You say one thing and you don't have to say it loudly. The Democrats can't even keep the lights on. All they could do is run after Trump for impeachment. Here's a man who has Delta Force tracked down and killed the worst terrorist on the planet. And they attacked Trump for not sharing in advance with them the knowledge of the raid. Would you have shared it with Pelosi or Schiff? They would have called Baghdadi's friends and told him to flee. They probably would have brought him to Washington as a uh, secret witness. Maybe Baghdadi was the whistleblower. Who knows? Being swifty in here for those of you who know that once in a while you have to let it go. Now, I want to talk about a bigger picture of the Muslim world as seen through the eyes of the radical Islamists. And there are many of them amongst us. Don't assume that all of them here are here because they love us so much. Don't assume that there aren't many mini Baghdadis amongst us for one second. Don't for one second assume it. Short time ago, Iran's Supreme Leader, Grand Ayatollah Ali Khamani, urged the Muslim world to boycott anything and everything that originates with the Jewish people. In response, Meyer Trankman, a pharmacist, out of the kindness of his heart, offered to assist them in their boycott as follows. The Jewish pharmacist said, quote, any Muslim who has syphilis must not be cured by Salvasan, discovered by a Jew, Dr. Ehrlich. He should not even try to find out whether he has syphilis because the Wasserman test is the discovery of a Jew. 
If a Muslim suspects that he has gonorrhea, he must not seek diagnosis because he will be using the method of a Jew named Neissner. A Muslim who has heart disease must not use digitalis, a discovery by a Jew, Ludwig Trauber. Should he suffer with a toothache, he must not use Novocaine, a discovery of the Jews, Weedal and Weil. If a Muslim has diabetes, he must not use insulin, the result of research by Minkowski, a Jew. If Muslim has a headache, he must shun pyrimidine and antipyrin due to the Jews' spiro and elig. Muslims with convulsions must put up with them because it was a Jew, Oscar Leibrich, who proposed the use of chloral hydrate. Arabs must do likewise with their psychic ailments because Freud, father of psychoanalysis, was a Jew. Should a Muslim child get diphtheria, he must refrain from the shik reaction, which was invented by the Jew, Bella Shik. Muslims should be ready to die in great numbers and must not permit treatment of ear and brain damage. Work of Jewish, Jewish Nobel Prize winner Robert Barham. They should continue to die or remain crippled by infantile paralysis because the discoverer of the anti-polio vaccine is a Jew, Jonas Salk. Muslims must refuse to use streptomycin and continue to die of tuberculosis because a Jew, Zalman Waxman, invented the wonder drug against this killing disease. Muslim doctors must discard all discoveries and improvements by dermatologist Judas Sen Benedict or the lung specialist Frankel and many other world-renowned Jewish scientists and medical experts. In short, he writes, good and loyal Muslims properly and fittingly should remain afflicted with syphilis, gonorrhea, heart disease, headaches, typhus, diabetes, mental disorders, polio convulsions, and tuberculosis, and be proud to obey the Islamic boycott. He concludes by saying, oh, and by the way, don't call for a doctor on your cell phone, because the cell phone was invented in Israel by a Jewish engineer. He then says, what medical contributions did the world of the Muslims made? The global Islamic population is approximately 1.2 billion people. 100, 1 billion and 200 million, or 20% of the world's population. They have received seven Nobel Prizes. Sadat got one, Arafat got one, if you can believe. Seven Nobel Prizes. The global Jewish population is approximately 14 million, or about 0.02% of the world's population. Do you know how many Nobel Prizes the Jewish people have won? 129. 129. And yet Khomeini has the audacity, nerve, and psychosis, like Baghdadi, to tell Muslims to boycott anything and everything that originates with the Jewish people. It just shows you what we are facing in this world. It's good versus evil. It's insanity versus sanity. It's rationality versus irrationality. And that, my friends, is what we're facing here in America with our way of life being challenged by Schiff, Pelosi, and the others, who can't even keep the lights on, but continue in their relentless persecution and lies about a duly elected president. If you care to sound off about the fires in the state of California right now, or about the capture and killing of this vermin, this Baghdadi who has been hunted for years, who Trump oversaw the, uh, uh, actually the death of, through a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria. I believe it was, by what we're reading, Delta Force, not the Navy SEALs. And this great big man 
in his filthy nightshirt with his AK-47. Very powerful when he has someone captured and crying for their lives with his filthy, dirty beard and dirty nightshirt, giving us lectures with his finger pointing, this filth. Trump said he saw the video of it and he died whimpering and crying and screaming all the way down the tunnel. That's the subtotal of it all. That's the subtotal of it all. Delta Force operator hails Valor, a military dog wounded in Baghdadi raid. Uh, if you just heard me read that Jewish boycott piece and you say, where did I hear that on the Savage Nation? Where can I get a copy of it? It was not written by me. It was sent to me by a friend, and it's on michaelsavage.com. For those of you who want to know the truth of what's going on in this world right now, or if you want to see my opinions on California burning while Pelosi and Feinstein are busy impeaching, they can't keep the lights on. Again, michaelsavage.com. And I want to just again tell you the event is on tomorrow despite the blackouts here in San Francisco. The air has just cleared in the last hour. It was horrible this morning. I'm broadcasting from San Francisco. The air was unbreathable this morning. Your eyes, it was, looked like nuclear winter. See, all the smoke came down from across the, from the north and from the east. It was blowing down this way, and it was being trapped at the coast because of the way the air is flowing right now. Instead of the air coming in from the marine layer, blowing it out by blowing it in, the air just came down here and got trapped in San Francisco, which had the worst air quality outside of the fire zone. But thankfully, right now, it's beautiful. I'm in downtown San Francisco. I can see all the way to Vallejo, where, by the way, they lost their water the other night, Governor Brown. I know you didn't lose any water. I could see your hair is perfectly uh, taken care of. You had time for a haircut. You had time for a new gel job. You had the big smiley face. I see you have a nice new flak jacket to look like you're doing something. Unbelievable, these phonies, all these politicians. It's really sickening. It's just sickening. Some of them are bad people. Some of them are not bad people. Some of them are just crazy, politically insane. I blame the state and the mismanagement of the state. This didn't happen by spontaneous combustion. Allen in California is a firefighter. Allen, you're on the Savage Nation. Where do you lay the blame for this horrible tragedy? Well, it's the state's fault, period. I just heard a, a broadcast last week from PG&E saying that 20 years ago, 12%, only 12% of its transmission lines were in high fire danger areas. Today, it's 52%. And one of the problems that we have is, is that you talked about the fire breaks uh, earlier on. Let me tell you the purpose of a fire break. It's, a, it's actually a tool. You know, in our small department that I was in during the wintertime, uh, we would go out there and we'd cut fire breaks. The chief of the department would actually get on a bulldozer and we'd go through and cut. Why don't you tell some of the stupid liberals listening to the show in San Francisco and elsewhere what a fire break is? Because they never heard of it because Newsom hasn't learned of it yet. Gavin Newsom never heard of a fire break. Tell us what it is. Fire break is a, it, it, it's almost like a dirt road that's carved along the ridge of a mountain. It's always on the ridge of a mountain for a reason. It's so that the fire that's coming up the hill can be stopped at that point if, if it's a slow-moving fire. Fire breaks are about 10 yards wide. If you have a fast-moving fire, a fire break's not going to stop it. But what a fire break allows the fire department to do is to get in there quickly and access the fire and do mm. backburning, a controlled mm -hmm. backburn behind it in order to eliminate mm -hmm. the fuel load in front of the fire. A fire mm. this size, there is no way, there is no way you're going to put this fire out with a hose. not going to happen. You have to go in there. And what are the men using right now to, to slow this fire? They only have it 5% contained, 67, 68,000 acres of burn. L.A. is burning uh, out near the Getty Center. It's about to jump to 405. What are they doing? I see airplanes dropping fire retardant. Does that stuff work? 
It does. It does work unlimited, but it's the, the intent of it is so you can go in and cut a fire break in front of it. The fire break oh. has already been cut. <laughs> But but they're actually having to go through and cut the fire break in front of you. So the state of California has the dumbest forestry department in the world. They don't permit fire breaks. Isn't it true they block people from making fire breaks? That 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 is absolutely true. They block people. In fact, in the hills that I'm looking at right now, I live in an urban interface area. There used to be fire breaks. They're not there anymore because you want. Well, you you have to keep the rats and mice alive somehow, I guess. And the only way to keep them alive is to keep a nice. Uh, dry tinder on the ground so the mice and rats have something to feed on. You've basically gone through and taken the one of the most significant tools away from CDF and from, uh, from the fire department uh, for being able to not only... And not one newspaper, not one television broadcaster in the entire state has brought up the issue of the failure of Newsom's state of California. It goes back before Newsom. It goes back to Jerry Brown and his zany people and his uh, band of crazy brothers up there who wouldn't let anyone cut down a tree. That's why the fires are burning out of control right now, because of insane environmental policies. That is the reason I thank you for calling. Can I give you a free ticket to the uh, Go ahead. evening with Michael Savage? You'll get it on video where you can watch it when these fires are over up to 30 days. This video stream. Stay on the line. Jim, grab the guy's. Uh, email address. We'll send him a free access to the Evening with Michael Savage, Life as a Conservative. If you want to get your own download, you can go to savagenationlive.com or click on michaelsavage.com and it'll link you over there and you can get it there. The state is definitely to blame. And so we have that to talk about. We have the sad, sad reality that Trump has conducted a great military raid as commander-in-chief and he's getting not only no credit, but the vermin in the media are attacking him for it. I want you to listen now to one of the worst people on the planet. He is the equivalent of our own ISIS leader, Al Sharpton, who's caused mayhem in this country like a terrorist. Here is what this street rat, Al Sharpton, had to say about Trump's victory of killing Baghdadi. Listen to this if you can believe clip nine. Why did the president provide such an amount of details about the operation? What role did Russia play in the operation? Why did Trump not inform Democratic leaders in Congress? Why did he take a lot of credit to himself? Specifically alluding to the idea that oh, shut the Baghdad's up. death... Shut up with the looting! Off my show, off from shop. I got a phone call from Mrs. Savage after the opening. She said, you were great, but watch your blood pressure. I don't have high blood pressure, but believe me, my opening was something you want to hear again. And it's on my podcast at the end of this two-hour show, about an hour after it gets posted. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. We're talking about two things. The Democrats can't even keep the lights on in California, yet they want to impeach an elected president. That's number one. Number two, Trump, as commander-in-chief, oversees the capture and killing of the world's most horrendous terrorist, well, the worst, the worst, this filthy, dirty bum in a filthy nightshirt with the finger pointing with the dirty beard. For years, he would lecture us from caves as they burnt people alive, raped girls as young as seven years old. And what are the Democrats doing? Attacking Trump for co coordinating in a way with Russia. He didn't coordinate by what we're reading. He alerted Russia to the fact that our Delta Force men would be on the ground so they didn't get killed. And yet the street rat, Al Sharpton, what did he do? 
with Russia, with the operation, with the, uh, the street rat. That's all he knows how to is intimidate people, shooting his big fat mouth off with a megaphone. They don't even give him credit for capturing this bum. That's how sick they are. Liberalism is now not just sickness. It's become beyond a stage four illness. It's now a stage four illness of mental disorder. Do you know that some people are blaming Trump for the fire in Northern California? Not Newsom, not Jerry Brown for the mismanagement of the forests. I'm not making this up. Mike in Nevada City, line six, you're on the show. Mike, is it true that people are blaming Trump for the fire up near you? Yeah, I was standing in line to uh, grab some batteries and stuff, went down into town into Grass Valley, and um, I was listening to you on the radio, you know, and they could hear that, you know, you could hear your voice, they know who you are. And I had said something about, this is what you get when you vote for progressives. And then somebody turned around and said, this is what you get when you vote for Trump. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. A, a bear farts in the forest is Trump's fault. We know. You guys blame him. There it. you go. Right. A, a bear farts in the forest. Trump did it. And I a, bear think- bites, a bear bites a, a golden retriever. Trump did it. These are sick people. They're, you know something? They're not just sick. They're full of hate. These are hateful, dangerous psychotics. They can't even understand that the Democrats can't keep the lights on. They're blaming him for this? I know. I told him, Mike, I said, you guys need to quit being gaslighted by television uh, media. I said, they call it television programming for a reason. You guys are being programmed. I said, if you get your news from TV, you are sorely in the dark. Oh, no. I've been watching the local news since I'm down here. It's hard, it's hard to actually bear. First of all, in addition to the fact that you never see a person of Caucasian uh, uh, heritage, rarely do you see a Caucasian on the air in San Francisco. Do you know that? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not allowed to say that, but I kind of noticed it. Where have all the Caucasians gone in San Francisco? They're not allowed to exist? Mike, you're our... They're, they're like second-class citizens now in the media? You're our... But aside, fr- aside from that, it's around-the-clock hatred and lies. Not one person, not one of the stupid girls in the news business, Channel 2, 4, 5, 7, not one of the stupid girls with the short skirts and the harlot lipstick, not one of them said there should have been fire breaks. We talked to experts... Now, one of the harlots in a tight skirt with a weather map had the, had the brains to even say that. There, I've gotten it out of my system for you, the listener of the Savage Nation. Please give this caller a free pass to my event tomorrow night, savagenationlive.com, where you can download it in the courtesy and privacy of his own home when all of this is over. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw talking about two things right now on the savage nation one is california is burning because liberals can't even keep the lights on yes i blame them basics like forest management like cutting fire breaks they wouldn't even do that because of their foolish and stupid retrograde environmental policies then trump is commander-in-chief killing al-baghdadi and the morons on the left blaming him for not telling them in advance and blaming him for telling Russia in advance, which, of course, he had to do to prevent them from accidentally killing our men if they didn't know why they were there. This is how stupid they have become. Joining us on this second question is David Rubin, former mayor of Shiloh, Israel. He is the author of the book Trump and the Jews. He is the founder and president of the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, which was established after he and his then three-year-old son were wounded in a Palestinian terror attack. 
You can be found at davidrubinisrael.com or at shilohisraelchildren.org. David Rubin, you're with us on the Savage Nation on Line 10. Welcome to the program. It's good to be with you, Dr. Savage. Now, look, to me, this was a very significant, 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 the killing of Baghdadi. Was it as big as I think it is? Oh, it's big. It's big. Uh, you have to remember, Baghdadi was the leader of ISIS. You know, people have, some people have forgotten about ISIS, forgotten about the videos with the beheadings. Uh, this is the most radical Muslim terror group in the world. So taking out the terror leader of that group is quite significant. Very significant, and yet the liberals are screaming that uh, Trump had the nerve to tell Russia in advance. Are they that crazy? Uh, well, actually, they are. Uh, they are so obsessed, so yeah. obsessed with their, their hatred of Trump that it, it doesn't matter. They, you know, and it's, it's almost comical watching them stumbling over their, their own words. Yes. Al Sharpton, of all people, a street rat like him saying, what role did Russia play in the mission? I mean, didn't it make sense to inform Putin that your special forces would be on the ground in an area where we have withdrawn our troops? He didn't want them to get killed. Doesn't that make sense? Of course, of course. And of course you praise the military intelligence. And of course uh, you, you praise uh, the, the forces that did the operation. But to avoid mentioning uh, that, that supposedly rambunctious guy in the White House who very methodically sent the mission out, uh, you know, it's just clear politics. It's, it's, it's politics of the sickest kind, of the, of the most obsessed yes, kind. Yes, it really is sickening. And I want to ask you, have you ever seen, you look, you're from Israel. Does this kind of thing go on in Israeli politics? Are they this crazy with each other? Almost. Oh, they are. Okay. All right, so this is what politics becomes when it's really... Point. And I, I have a very, very sensitive question. Was Israeli intelligence, as far as you know, involved in this operation? Uh, well, when Pre President Trump uh, is asked what, uh, about particular intelligence and, and where he got that intelligence, and he says, uh, well, I, I'd rather not get into that, or I prefer not to say, uh, it's usually Israel especially after he said that the Turks helped a lot and the Kurds helped a lot, uh, because Israeli intelligence tends to be very discreet. Yeah, but I theorized early this morning that Turkey must have given up the ISIS leader's hiding place in trade for the troop withdrawal from northern Syria. Would you think there's some validity to that? Uh, it's, it makes a lot of sense, yes. Uh, but right. If I, were an, if I were an intelligence officer at the highest levels and someone said to me, how do you think Trump got this guy's whereabouts, I'd say, now, wait a minute, he withdrew. He was politically attacked for it, even by his own supporters. He probably went back to uh, uh, Erdogan and said, I need something from you. You've got to give up Baghdadi. I, that would be the way I'd write the script. And it clearly makes sense. So we don't know if Israeli intelligence was involved, but, you know, it begs the question, why do you think, what do you think of the Democrats' response to the Baghdadi killing? What do you, what do you personally think about it? I think it's disgraceful. Uh, frankly, the <laughs> you're a man of you're a man of few words. Okay, you think it's disgraceful. I've gone a little further than that. <laughs> now, you you and your son were injured in a Palestinian terror attack. Is that correct? Uh, we were wounded in a terror attack. Yes. Where where did it occur? 
terror attack which occurred uh, in the lower part of Samaria, the lower, which is actually the, the part of the West Bank that is just north of Jerusalem. Uh, our car was ambushed by terrorists from the Palestinian Authority who were using AK-47 assault rifles. I was shot in the leg. My son was shot in the head. And fortunately, uh, the bullet that went into his head and through his neck missed his brainstem by one millimeter. Oh, my God. How, how, how is your son now? Uh, thank God my son is alive and well today. It was an amazing what, with a bullet going through his head? That's, He's alive and well? That is oh, right. How sad. It, was, how sad it that truly is. was miraculous. Uh, and, uh, and you mentioned earlier the, the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, or as Americans would call it, Shiloh. Uh, that was established to help the terror victims, the children who've been victimized by the, the Islamic terrorism uh, that Israel has suffered from so much. So mm. good things can come out of bad experiences like that. Well, David Rubin, former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, you call it Shiloh, I call it Shiloh. Some say potatoes, others say potatoes, some say tomatoes, some say tomatoes. David, thank you for being with us on the Savage Nation, davidrubinisrael.com or shilohisraelchildren.org. And now let's go back to the issues we have been talking about in the program, which is the fires in Northern California. And who do you blame? Who do you blame? Let's open it up. I didn't even ask you who you blame yet. I told you who I blame. I blame the state of California, starting with Jerry Brown and his stupid, wacko environmental policies. They wouldn't cut fire breaks because they wanted to save the tit mice and the rats that live in the rubble. And uh, as a result, they have a lot of trouble controlling this out-of-control fire. Now, if you don't live in California, you don't know what's going on. You know what's going on? Four million people are without power, which exceeds the number of people who have lost power in Venezuela. How many years have we told you that this, this state of California is going to become Calazuela? The state, we would say in a joke, is becoming like Calazuela with the illegal aliens, with the bums in the street, with the high taxation, with the breakdown in basic services, with the faulty infrastructure. We said it's Calazuela. It is now Calazuela. More people are without power than at the peak of power loss in socialist-run Venezuela. And... Uh, who do you blame for it? Donald Trump? Probably if you're stupid and you live in Marin County, I would think. Northern California, Scott, line five. Go ahead, please. Hi, Michael. Um, great show, as always. I live in California. I'm in the East Bay. I've been breathing smoke for the last two days, and I want everybody Horrible. around the country to understand one thing. This is not Trump's fault. I just returned from Carmel, where I visited a remote community in Carmel, and, and off to the side of the road... I, I had to pull over, and I looked at the accumulation of leaves and, and, and pine needles and things like that. It's unbelievable. It's at least a foot deep, and it's solid fuel. We do not— Well, that's right, but that's, that's what uh, Governor Newsom wants because it's the, it's the sign of a good green state. The more pine needles means it's greener. Absolutely. And the higher the, higher the pine needle uh, tinder, the more— uh, tinder there is for the rats and mice to live in, isn't that? You're not thinking clearly. This is what the environmentalists want, is a healthy rat population. To think that this is, that this is Trump's fault. He's got nothing wrong. It, this is, we don't maintain anything in California. But Scott, I know that. The infrastructure is destroyed. The roads are broken. The electrical lines are antiquated. 
And you can't blame anyone for that except Jerry Brown and the Democrat machine that's been running the state into the ground. It's as simple as that, Scott. It's solid, it's solid fuel. What's, what city are you in right now? Where are you calling from? I'm in Pleasanton right now. Are your lights still out? Uh, they've been bl- blinking on and off for the last two days. Oh, well, I keep a house in Marin County. I had a flea. I had a flea yesterday morning because we have no power for two days, still out in Marin County. Uh, I understand the power is not out all of Marin County. It's still on in a certain community where the governor's in-laws live. It's interesting to me how they turn off all of Marin County, but there's one town in Marin where the governor's in-laws live where the power is fine. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that won't make it to the local newspaper. Don't expect to find that in the SF Chronicle, SF Gate, or Marin IJ. You won't find any of that there. All you'll find is left-wing rubbish. Thanks for the call. Yeah, just thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. So the state is burning. I was going to run to Southern California tonight if I could get out of here by car. I would have gone down all night with the family. Can't do it. First of all, I have a show tomorrow night, the live performance. And uh, I'm a little nerve-wracked over this. I didn't sleep really all last night. I mean, the nerve, you know, you get a little nervous from fires. And, and if you stay awake at night watching the local news and you see the fire burning, 70,000 acres on fire in Northern California, Southern California, hundreds of acres, and the fire's jumping a highway, you say, wait a minute, this is like Armageddon. It's like the state is burning down. And then if you're oriented towards God, religion, punishment, which comes up in me once in a while, is genetically encoded in me, although I'm not a throwback religious-wise, a part of me is a little curious about that. Is God burning Sodom and Gomorrah? I say, you can't say that. You can't say that God is burning Sodom and Gomorrah. They laugh you out of the uh, theater. So I won't say that God is burning Sodom and Gomorrah. But I will tell you this, that if that fire, God forbid, in Southern California jumps the 405 and starts raging across Sunset Boulevard and threatens all the Jerry's of Hollywood all the great producers, and they see the burning bush in their backyard, they might just get religion. Be back in a minute. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. President Trump said that because of the killing of al-Baghdadi, Baghdadi, that the world <laughs> is a better place. And... I would give credit to he and those that were responsible for it. That's but awfully we have kind a lot of you, street rat. That must still be done in the area of terrorism. Yeah, you in need to be put the into same a prison. area of the world where al Baghdadi was. Oh, shut up, please. Was. I can't take the insanity of this street rat. Here is a man who egged on a crowd with a bullhorn screaming, burn the Jew. That's Al Sharpton. Check it out and see if I'm making it up. He was in the streets screaming, burn the Jew down. That's the Freddy's Fashion Mart fire. Look it up. He's one of America's domestic terrorists. He has been a long time, and he's been rewarded by uh, NBC by being given a show, for best-selling books. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do. Oh, we have a lot of work to do in this country. Yes, indeed. But here he goes on in clip 11 on domestic terrorist groups, not recognizing that he, in my mind, is the leader of one himself. And MSNBC, as far as I'm concerned, Phil Griffin is like al-Baghdadi in the media. Phil Griffin, who oversees MSNBC and puts out such hate propaganda. Phil Griffin, who's the head of MSNBC, could be seen 
as the chief propagandist for terror in the United States of America. He is fanning the flames of racism. He's fanning the flames of hatred. He's fanning the flames of false impeachment. He's alienating 63 million voters. I would say that Phil Griffin could be seen as a domestic terrorist. How about you? I know I'm not supposed to say it because he's so powerful. Runs MSNBC. They gave him a big, big advancement there. This is an example of what the media is in this country. The media may as well be working for al-Baghdadi, as far as I'm concerned. But thank God we had Delta Force operators who don't listen to any of this stuff. They just go out and do the job, as do the Navy SEALs and everyone else in the active military, by the way. You know, not, it's not only special ops guys who are conducting the war around the globe. It's everybody in the military, incidentally, from top to bottom. Top to bottom. And the mentally ill media treated al-Baghdadi like a religious icon. you got to hear this if you missed it. The Washington Post reported as follows after Trump had Delta Force track this filth down and kill him. Obituary, says Washington Post, run by Bezos. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at the helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. I swear to God, I am not making it up. I didn't change one word. They called him an austere religious scholar. Dies at 48, not was executed, didn't blow himself up with a vest. Dies, passed away by peacefully while reading the Quran. Bloomberg politics. Here's what those vermin said. I'm not going to change one word of what they reported after ver this vermin was dead. Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi transformed himself from a little-known teacher of Quranic recitation into the self-proclaimed ruler of an entity that covered swaths of Syria and Iraq. That's Bloomberg politics. That would be like saying... Uh, Nazi party leader Adolf Hitler transformed himself from a little-known painter from Austria into the self-proclaimed ruler of a new Germany that covered swaths of Europe. That would be the equivalent. But you don't understand this, what we're living with today, most of you. I do. Most of you do who listen to this show. Most of Americans are dumb. New York Times, leader's death will damage ISIS but not destroy it. Now, how could they say a thing like that? That's the best they could do? But I know most of you who are listening to me in Northern California, and I have an enormous audience here. I am the only voice, I'm the only major voice of opposition in Northern California. Do you realize that? For 25 years, I've been the loyal opposition to the psychosis of liberalism. I've tried my best to prevent what is happening from happening. Unfortunately, I have failed. I don't blame myself. But I don't pat myself on the back for having made a difference here in Northern California. It has become unlivable. In fact, it's so unlivable that for the first time in my life of living here, I'm thinking of leaving. I would say to people, I'm not leaving. I have a family here. I built my life here. I have a few friends here. But when the air goes, there's nothing left. And then when I see the state is burning from north to south and, this, and Mr. Jellhead, Mr. Governor Jellhead comes out and gives a speech this morning, and Mr. Jellhead says, well, the shelters are open, and don't worry if you're undocumented. You can go there. I, I just fumed. I fumed. I fumed at how bad they are. They're actually worse than I even thought they could be. Pelosi the witch, instead of congratulating Trump, instead of saying, I'm sorry for letting the fires rage because of mismanagement, gets up there and says, Trump notified Russia. He notified Russia, but he didn't tell me. Well, there was a good reason he notified Russia, Miss Pelosi, because he didn't want our troops to get killed by accident, you fool. Well, that's the story in a nutshell. It's a daily, daily slog through the insanity of super liberalism. 
And I am not Superman. I'm Michael Savage. Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network.